Parents want to buy a good delivery. Well, what does well, there's a ton of good deliveries that are uh, that are working at Subway right now, and there's a bunch of bad deliveries making millions of dollars in the big league. So it's like I've had parents, and I've literally done this where a parent has said, "Hey, I want to come do lessons with you." Okay, well, how old is your kid? Ten. I said, "Oh yeah, come see me." As soon as they get there, they give me money. I take their kid through an hour where I show him, here's how you, here, here's how you start your throwing program. Here's what's important in throwing. Um, well, what about pitching? Don't worry about pitching. You don't even know how to throw. And then at the, end of the, at the end of the lesson, I hand them back their money and I say, now go get a bucket of balls and a net and go home. And do this every day. I'll see you in four years. Hey, I'm Kevin Burke, 93 Dizzy Dean World Series champion. My eight-year-old team won 50 games last year, and I have so many rings and trophies, I can't even keep up with them all. Wait, you're saying nobody cares? That that That's not going to get my kid to the big leagues? All right, all right. Let's talk about what really matters. Welcome to the Elbow Up Youth Baseball Podcast. First-hand and real-time experience, stories, advice, and lessons learned. Some the hard way by me, a former player, lifelong fan, and now dad and coach. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Elbow Up Youth Baseball Podcast. I'm Kevin Burke, and I am excited to bring you this week part two of my Mike Steele interview. So for those of you that missed part one last week, just a quick introduction to Mike. Mike played high school, college, and pro ball. He spent seven years with the Pittsburgh Pirates as a pitching coach. He also served after that as the pitching coach at three Division I universities, Michigan State University, Long Beach State University, and Wichita State University. Mike is now based out of Phoenix, Arizona with the Cleveland Indians as a minor league pitching coach. He works during spring training with all levels of Indians pitchers and then remains in Phoenix throughout the rest of the season with their rookie-level minor league team. In addition to his lengthy baseball career, Mike's most important job now is being a father, which also includes coaching his son's 13-year-old summer team. So guys, listen, he is uniquely positioned to talk to us about youth baseball. He's played it, he's coached it, he's seen it and coached it at the highest level, and now he's coaching his young son's team who is in player pitch baseball. And guys, I got to say, last week's episode was crazy, it was good. I've got so much feedback, Uh, maybe more, uh, it's not quite the most listened to episode, I think it probably will be, but by far the most engagement, people are saying, hey, this is great, can't wait to hear part two. So listen, this week, part two, if you missed part one, go right now to getelbowup.com and just look at them. It's just a few posts or articles down. You can search Mike Steele interview and it's part one. Um, and then listen to that. It's it's about a half hour, 45 minutes with the whole uh, podcast. And then listen to that one first and then come back and catch this one. I also want to encourage you to, to sign up. Even if you heard part one, make sure you are on the email list at getelbowup.com. All I do is I send you out an email every time I post a new podcast or new article. Um, those come out once weekly. We also have a premium uh, subscription option. And it's super cheap, especially for, I think, what you get and the investment we're trying to make in our kids. But that gets you an additional two emails and or podcasts per week. 
Uh, so go do that, getelbowup.com. And I don't want anybody to miss out. So if you want the premium content and you just can't afford it, um, I don't want that to be a barrier. So shoot me an email, let me know, somehow get in touch with me. But I really would appreciate your support. Um, the more supporters we have, um, the better and more content I can put out. So without further ado, here is part two of the Mike Steele interview. Um, at the end of this, leave your comment, um, share it on Facebook. Please, if you listen to this on iTunes or Spotify or Google Podcasts, leave a five-star review. Anything helps. Um, this community is really growing, um, getting a lot of engagement. And I'm just excited to be able to spread the word. Mike's also going to come back. We're going to talk about um, some specific pitching type stuff. But I think one of the most exciting things we have coming is Mike and I have talked, and we're going to do a user submitted question session a couple times a month. So I don't know exactly how that's going to work yet, but if you either have questions or if you are interested in hearing Mike's uh, and myself, our answers to um, user submitted questions, be sure to go and subscribe, getelbowup.com, and we will send that out a couple times a month moving forward. And um, let's jump right into the interview. Yeah, and I think what it does, and you you alluded to this earlier, I think, um, and maybe talk to me because – I did a survey last uh, week or two ago, and and the sweet spot for the audience here, at least that responded, um, was in that like eight, nine, ten, maybe eleven age group, right? So so with your kids and what you're seeing today, you're just a, a little above that, maybe, um, or on the top end. What I see, and, and I want you to see if you can talk to this a little bit, is we create kids who now play scared because. You know, oh, I'll gosh. take my, you know, I'll take, for example, uh, on our team, a, a guy who mostly plays outfield, but we try to get him in at second base and he makes a mistake or he doesn't know where to go on the, on the ball in the gap, or he doesn't know to cover on, a, you know, a double play ball, whatever. And we get on to him in the middle of the game in front of 85 people. Right. And right. he's already embarrassed. He feels bad. Right. One, not only does he not want to come back and play that position again, but now he's scared every single play. And instead of creating no the mindset of give me the ball, I want the ball, it's, oh, my God, I right. hope he hits it to the third baseman. Right. A absolutely. A a no doubt. Um, I mean, the, the, the fear um, – comes from a lack of competitiveness, right? Because these guys are, it's like kids are trying to be confident, right? I had this talk with the coach the other day. Like, how do I develop confidence in in my 12-year-olds? Well, again, they, they, they haven't done it long enough. So stop focusing on waiting to be confident. Focus on competing, right? Well, what's competing? Well, I, yeah, I take a punch to the head. Well, I punch back. Right. I, I, I miss a ground ball. I'm right back in there ready for the next one. Right. Um, I get to two strikes. I'm not thinking about my swing mechanics. I'm just fighting the ball off, whatever it is. You know, that that's competing. Right. These kids cannot focus on confidence because they don't have any. I mean, think of a, think of the difference between between. I mean, just think about it like with girls. Right. Like think of your confidence at 13 versus when you were 25 completely different stories, right? Well, it's the same thing with baseball, right? Baseball, it, you know, I've struck out before. I'm not afraid of it. Here's how I get out of it, right? I, I, But I've never seen a curveball before. Well, now I've seen a curveball before, right? Now I know, hey, here's my plan. I'm not getting beat away. Here's my plan. I'm just going to get the bat to this. It doesn't matter how I'm set up to do it, right? What's that 
being instilled. I have a big problem with this right now with my 13-year-olds. And recognize it after last weekend where I go, dude, um, we uh, uh, – I don't know why I'm even working on skill stuff, right? They, they all do know how to catch. They all do know how to do this. But I'm talking footwork. I'm talking all this stuff. We don't even go get in front of the ball. Yeah. Uh, so what does it matter what our skills are if we're afraid to get in front of the ball? How about we just hit a bunch of balls and – Make them get in front of the ball, and their bodies will figure it out. Duh. And I'm like, okay, well, so I had to change practice. The other thing is, is I brought out high school varsity players to practice with my 13-year team. And a bunch of guys came out, and and they awesome. They just wrecked it, right? They were aggressive. They were yelling. They were running fast. They were dropping bombs. They were in the positions, all this stuff. And I made my 13-year-olds teach me, hey, what did these guys do that's different? They weren't passive. They weren't this. Even when they made a mistake, they boom, right back in there. They got the ball back, you know, stuff like that. The the thing that parents are looking for is they're trying to buy results so that they feel better about themselves. You got a you got an epidemic of just and this is respectfully and I appreciate the time they put in, but just just idiotic coaches. Yep. That are more more worried about what the, you know, premier travel elite team that they're coaching, that what they look like winning than developing boys to be men first. Develop the person first, then the players. And it's a it's just a really bad thing. In my heart, and I'll say this, Kevin, just so people really know where I'm coming from. My axe to grind is not just because I think I have like this um, idealistic or ideology that this is how baseball should be coached. Look, without, you know, I said earlier, you know, I was raised, with, you know, my dad not being around. Without this game and without those men that coached me um, and, and the ability to go play this game where – it, yeah, did I want to do good? Absolutely. Did I want to win when we played? Yeah, absolutely. But more importantly was those coaches coming along being like, hey, man, we're together as a team. I love you guys no matter what. We got to get better. Now, this is not acceptable in practice, and this is not acceptable, and here's where you screwed up, but we're going to work to get better. Man, I I have no idea where I'd be at in my life without that, and it just it really hurts me and it burdens me when I see – parents buying into this false promise and then i see these coaches get caught up in it as well and you're missing the beautiful essence of coaching uh youth which is seeing them be able to do it by themselves seeing them being able to compete seeing them be able to bond with their friends seeing them being able to be a part of something bigger than themselves but also striving towards a goal together with the team and where what are these kids identities if they're not going to make it in baseball, what, what are you left with? Right? Who are they? They won't know who they are. And then you're going to have an entire generation of boys that are just in this transactional um, relationship with everything they handle, including uh, women, including work. Including, you know, they're never going to be passionate about doing something because if they don't see direct results and, 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 and benefits from their work, they're going to stop working. And, 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 and it really hurts me to see that. Yep, that's really good. And um, 
I think that clip that you just said there at the end, that last 30 seconds is probably one of the highlights. Um, so back to something we both said, this isn't us just trying to be negative, right? So um, today I think we've talked a lot about some of the things that are wrong, um, why we don't like the current system, et cetera. Uh, and, and I promise what we're going to do, um, we've already talked, we're going to come back and do another uh, episode where we talk maybe about some ideas. I think the the big takeaway though today, right, Mike, is just what's the because because the, the audience here it's not the ten year old or the thirteen year old kid. It's the parents and really a lot of right. coaches listen as well. It's really that mentality and it, it, it and it's almost I, I tell people they say why do you do this podcast and I, I promise you I'm not making any money on it. It honestly holds me accountable uh, in my oh, yeah. own in my own yeah. team, right? I even had somebody comment. They said now. So you've got a pretty good team. How do you do it, or do you not practice what you preach, right? And it's hard. <laughs> uh, it's hard. Do, am I 100% perfect? No. Do no, I still no, do yeah. I still chase that win? Sometimes. Uh, should I? No. Um, so, and the other thing I want to bring you back, it, I've got some pitching. We, we get a lot of questions, right? So things yeah. like, and we won't even have time to go into it today, but things like, right. you know, when can I start throwing breaking balls, and what do you think about sure. getting a pitching coach at, at an early age? Uh, so yeah. I, I, we might have a whole section dedicated to pitching. And I think that actually, once we get the mindset right, then we can start focusing on the, the tactical stuff on how do we yeah. do it? How do we fix it? Because I think there, there are, to your point earlier, a lot of coaches who have a good heart. They just want to be yeah. out there. And what happens is they don't know any better. And so they start following the leader. Uh, they see yeah. these guys. And let me ask you a, a quick question. Now you got a few more minutes. Um, yep. One of the one of the things that I said uh, in the article or the last podcast was, at the young ages, being good doesn't always equal development, right? Correct. So, would you agree that most of the best teams at the early early ages, and I say that like eight, nine, ten, it's really just the best athletes. It, it's not a good predictor necessarily of who's going to be the D one prospect or who's going right. to play in pro. Correct. Correct. Yeah. I mean, it's. Uh, I mean, I'm living proof of that. Um, a lot of times it's like if you look at um, – how old's your youngest that you're coaching? Uh, he's nine. Nine, right. So look at the differences in bodies, right. Um, you know, especially 13. Uh, you know, like I have uh, I have my kid who is he's – a, he's a young 13, but he physically – you know, I think he hit puberty earlier than – you know, I mean, he's 5'9", 155. Well, I also have a kid that's two years older or two months older than him. You know, that's 5'4", you know, 150 or 5'4", like, you know, maybe 90, you know, yeah. like, the, and they're still 13. So that that's why that stuff just doesn't, doesn't yeah, even, that, and that even five, four, matter. That 5'4", 90-pound guy may end up being 6'5". Uh, no question. In high school. No, no question. Yep. And, and so – just because, like, you know, it's not a fair, it's not an even playing field. So, um, it has, it has really, and now with some of them, yeah, some of them are just really good and they're going to be big and they got the genetics and it's good. Yeah, they're going to, but you have no idea. I mean, if you would have said that, if you would have grabbed my um, state championship little league team when we were 12. And 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 asked everybody who is going to play professional baseball out of that team. Me and the guy that they would have picked would have probably been 
ninth and tenth out of twelve. Um, and I'm serious about that. That's really where we were. Me and him were both younger. Um, he was a left-handed pitcher, and I and and he only went and played independent ball, and I you know I ended up playing you know f- affiliated ball. But there was. You would have picked. There was. There were three guys that I was like, dude, these guys are gonna. There's no question they're going to be Division One. They're gonna go to pro ball, and the the one and two I thought were gonna definitely play in the major leagues, right? Mm-hmm. But those two, the the top two, both went to college and both quit after a year. Yep. Uh, let me maybe let's finish this episode with maybe this thought. Um, you talked a lot about the percentage of kids who will turn out to be, you know, employees is 100%, uh, dads, yes. fathers. Um, I want to hear this. I want the, the listeners to hear this from a, a former college coach and, and somebody who spent a lot of time recruiting, right? Um, yep. And I, I've said this before about my brother. Um, you know, he threw hard from the left side. He hit a lot of home runs. That got them to the field and oftentimes – uh, but these scouts and these coaches wanted to talk to principals. They wanted to talk to teachers. They wanted to talk to yes. the high school coach. Um, tell me, as a former college coach who's out trying to get guys, about the importance of, yes, we want to teach them how to throw and all that stuff, but, you know, we've had this focus lately at our, on our nine-year-old team about being a good teammate, um, how we treat people, being a good sport. How important is that as you're looking? Obviously, the guy that throws 99 miles an hour – uh, some coaches can overlook certain things, but that's that top, sure. not even, that's like the 1% of 1%. For the most people that you were recruiting at, at Michigan State, Long Beach, I think you said State and Wichita yep. State, yep. how important are the non-baseball skills? Even, how, even seeing them fail and going 0 for 4 mm-hmm. on a night, how important are those things? Uh, well, I mean, those are, that's the, those are the complete separators. And really um, – you can even look at it financially. I mean, the difference between us giving guys, you know, 50% versus giving a, a bare minimum 25% or even an offer in a walk-on spot is a lot of times based upon um, the non-baseball stuff. Um, you know, are grades important? Um, you know, yes, um, but to the degree that a lot of homework in high school is what determines your grade more than your tests. So the, the GPA a lot of times is not indicative of just how smart the guy is. It's indicative of the work ethic and, and really the sacrifice, you know, hence why I had a 2.1 grade point average, but I had a, <laughs> you know, I had a 26 ACT. So I was, you know, lazy as you know what, but smart as, you know, smart as I'll get out. Um, you know, it, the other thing is, is like college baseball, especially college baseball, especially at the D1 level, you have got to, you have got to create a core um, and a core of players in which you build your team around. That core of players has to be the example of work ethic, attitude, effort, the ability to concentrate, the ability to make good decisions off the field. Um, now, the higher the higher D one you go, you can get away. Um, you know, those guys they're going to get the best of the best talent wise, and it's just going to be a revolving door in and out. And that's just the business it is. 
Um, but I'm saying the majority, and I'm talking the majority. Um, you you got to recruit quality kids that, that you know, they're, they're responsible. Um, they're ready to be coached. Um, they, they, they take accountability seriously because, you know, you can tell right away it, it, when you're recruiting a kid and you, and you ask him, um, you know, you ask him questions in the office with his parents in there and he can't look you in the eye and his mom's answering for him. Yep. Or he's looking at his dad uh, when you ask him a direct question because he wants to make sure that he says the right thing, that's not good. That is a massive red flag. And then the other thing is, is, uh, is this kid's parents coming down to the dugout when you're recruiting and when you're watching it? <laughs> um, how does this kid act around his teammates when, when he's waiting for the game to get over that's in front of him? I am always there looking at that. Is he sitting on his phone by himself, right? Or is he in his group and maybe they're just, you know, talking about whatever. These are huge things. How does he handle the 0 for 4? I would rather go watch a kid fail. I can I can get over the delivery, the velocity. I, I can project all that. And I'm we're going to work on that. I'm not worried about that. But the 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 maturity of that kid is depend that that makes the expedition or like the expediting process of him actually acquiring gain competency quicker because he's going to be accountable for his mistakes and he's going to go to work on them he's not going to make excuses and pout because he's about himself those are massive kevin massive yeah those those are things those those are things mike that we you know i have a hard time teaching my kid my nine-year-old certain mechanics because he can't even he doesn't have control of his body yet. Right. But I absolutely right. can teach him to to respect his team, to respect the umpire, to to not cry when he strikes out. No question. Uh, and those things yeah. carry on. Yeah. No question. And and you're so right. I mean, just real quick on the mechanics. This is where people. I mean, we've lost our ever-loving minds. We have lost our minds. First off, hitting is unbelievably hard. Let's not forget, what are we trying to do? Have a good swing or hit the ball? Well, hit the ball. Well, stop talking about the freaking swings. Stop talking about the feet. And, and, and here, you want your kid to be better? Go have him hit. You want him to be a better pitcher? Go have him throw. You want him to be a better fielder? Hit thousands of ground balls at him. Have fun with it. You know, hit tennis balls, racquetball, have them catch the ball. Not go pay for a half-hour, hour lesson four times a month, and then he's going to play an MLB The Show, really developing that guy on MLB The Show, and he's getting him through the minor leagues to the big leagues. Like <laughs> I said, guys, that's not you, man, right? Um, have him throw a ball against the wall and catch it. Have him go out and play, whatever. You know, they're not nobody in the history. And this is this. I don't yell out stuff mechanically to professional players who could actually make that adjustment. I have to let them go through that failure, point it out to them, 
make it be in context of his workday and then take it and fix it himself and have his own answer and go out there and compete and embrace the adversity. Where, how are you going to yell from the stands about get your elbow up, stay back, don't fly open, stride down the hill, right? Oh, get your glove out in front of you. Man, that work has been, that's already in the barn. Well, and if, it, and so, if it's not, then it's too late. Well, yeah. Then, you know. Well, I mean, for that, not too late in life, but too late for that at bat. Too late for that at game. Yeah. Hey, you're either coaching it or you're allowing it. Yeah. Right? And, 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 and so, hey, parents, put your phone down and go play catch with your kid. Right? Um, go have your – buy a box of wiffle balls and have them hit the wiffle. I, whatever. Or have them just play and have fun. But my gosh, do not just just cheer them on, and that's it. <laughs> yep. And yep. if it's bad, let it be bad. Yep. And let's talk about the ingredients, man, and how. Hey, well, we got to work a little harder. Great, you failed. Awesome. But that just means we got to work harder, right? But you can do it, buddy. That's it. And then go get some ice cream and shut up. Yep. Well, and <laughs> and and I think that's that's a good kind of a good uh, place to stop because. Um, we've got some ideas on how to have a better approach. We've got some ideas. I mean, you just went through what two minutes of things you can do to be a better ball player, just to be a better player in general. Uh, and then I've got some ideas around, and we've talked about some like how can we actually approach these tournaments better so that it's not win, 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 and that's our top priority. But uh, Mike, I, I certainly appreciate the time. And for those of you listening, uh, Mike will be back. We'll get our schedules aligned, and we'll be able to do we'll do at least one more uh, related to kind of tournaments and youth baseball in general, and then maybe we can have him back and just talk about youth pitching and some ideas that he's got um, just with all the years of experience um, at all the different levels. Yep. Yeah. And, and, you know, and and just for all the parents and coaches and stuff like, yeah, it's taken me a long, I've screwed this process up too, you know, and I've screwed it up in my career and I've screwed, I've screwed kids up. You know, I had kids that I was coaching. I had the best intent to get them to do these mechanics or be this, this player only to see them the next year get released from double A or get released from the next level. Because I always judged myself of not, how did they do when they played for me? But how did they do when I wasn't there? And that was a real eye-opener for me. So, you know, Kevin, if if I, I will do this as much as possible. I don't need a dime for it. Um, and, you know, I, I don't – if I can help one family, that's all I care about. Because I'm seeing the relationships between sons and parents and especially fathers just being absolutely deteriorated because of um, – the the lack of perspective in this so anything that i can do to help man i will help and if people want to fire questions if if you start seeing the same questions over and over i mean put it together we'll get back on i mean i i will always have an hour to give you and and whatever i can do to help you out so that we can keep getting the message out i will perfect yeah mike appreciate that and um if you want to leave a comment on the actual post in the episode you can do that and also i'll um i'll add on at the end of this some information on how you know, if you're listening and you have questions, and then I can maybe gather those together and we can talk about them next time. Awesome. Hey, Mike, awesome. I appreciate I really your appreciate time. It. Have a good uh, have a good rest of your day. Enjoy the baseball, the spring baseball in Arizona. Yeah, yes, sir. Thank you. Hey, thank you. Bye-bye. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Apologies for the way the sound uh, quality is here. 
having a microphone issue, but wanted to close this out by just saying thanks for listening. If you missed part one, make sure you go to getelbowup.com and find the Mike Steele interview part one. Uh, it's about 40 minutes, and it's got some really good stuff in there. You don't want to miss it. Also, make sure at the same place, getelbowup.com, you type in your email address. Uh, it's free. I'll send you a weekly email, which will include an article and or a podcast. Um, and we're going to continue to do more interviews. I've gotten a lot of feedback that you guys love to hear from other people. So I'm going to try to continue to ramp that up. I've got some Division One coaches lined up. I've got a Division One uh, doctor, uh, orthopedic doctor lined up to do some more talk about arm care. I've got um, several interviews lined up. So make sure that you're subscribed. Also, I would ask, consider uh, being a premium subscriber. It's less than a coffee a week. And uh, it really just helps support me and the work that I do. The more support I get, the more content I can put out, and I get a lot of feedback, so um, asking for more and more and more, right? So uh, I try to do them as best I can. I'm cranking it out, but um, I've also got a full-time job, and I do this kind of on the weekends at night, so um, I do incur a little bit of a cost, so I would appreciate your consideration on that. Uh, be sure to share this, shoot it over in an email, share it on Facebook, comment, uh, ask questions. Mike and I are gonna continue to, to talk about how we can better serve you uh, with our uh, listener generated questions and content. So that's going to be coming soon. I'll make sure and announce that through the email list. So be sure that you're subscribed over there. Once again, thanks for listening. Appreciate your support and I'll see you next week.